You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Well, are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? It's that time of year. It's the time of year when we go see a Tom Hanks movie because he's gonna make you cry. Because that's what Tom Hanks does. He yeah. does roles that he's just so goddamn likable that you just can't help but like, just pull out all the tissues. This one, A Man Called Otto, which is a remake of a uh, novel, well, an adaptation of a novel called A Man Called Ove. And there was a 2015 Swedish film of the same name that was very well received when it came out. I think I saw? I can't remember anymore. But you're going, wait, Tom Hanks is playing... A jerk? Okay, yeah, kinda. I mean, if you see the original film, they play much more into that. But you're like, okay, yes, he just played a jerk in Elvis. Badly, but still. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe Tom Hanks as a, as a bad anything. It's, it's hard to, but that's kind of the key to A Man Called Otto working as triacly as it can be at times, as much as it is, as I called it, a eloquent, um, inspirational poster. <laughs> it's key is that you're so rooting for Tom Hanks just to transform into Tom Hanks that that's kind of how you get there. You're like, come on, Tom Hanks, become Tom Hanks. And that's, you know, you know, very early on, that's where this movie is going. I mean, literally they're like early on, they're like, Oh, he has this, uh, a physical, uh, malady, which is basically having an enlarged heart. And you're like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it's like the Grinch, it's but not Grinch. fun. Yeah. <laughs> on that day, Otto's heart grew three times bigger. They and say. he had to go to the hospital. And he went to the hospital. Yes. It's yeah. a serious condition. It's not a laughing matter. No, but it's not. Joining me on this review is Spider Mike. Marco, a man whose heart is at least three times larger than it should be, but that's probably just because of all the smoking and drinking <laughs> and fried food. I figured it would be shriveled at that point, though. Well, emotionally shriveled, physically <laughs> engorged. How does medicine work, anyway? It's a miracle. Magnets. <laughs> it's like magnets. <laughs> anyway, uh, Otto, Otto Anderson, played by Tom Hanks, when we meet him, he is just the very definition of a curmudgeon. I wouldn't go so far as to say a misanthrope, but he's edging towards misanthropy. He's an old guy. He's got his routine. He likes things a certain way. He thinks everyone in the world is kind of an idiot and doesn't know what they're doing. And he's critical of everybody. And he's the kind of guy, he's that neighbor who's going to be bitching if you don't put your trash cans in the right area right. or if you are... You know, like, parking in a non-parking area. This is a non-drive-through street. This is not a drive-through street. Can't you see the sign? And he's very annoyed because there's a big condo company that's clearly trying to get people out of his little block of houses where he owns his house. He lives by himself because as established early on, his wife has died about a year before that. Uh, he's very upset that they're just keep coming through there and are trying to do this. He's very protective of this community, even while he still is distanced himself from it and it becomes clear early on that his neighbors all know him 
and are aware of how he is now. But it seems clear that at one point he wasn't this person very, because otherwise they would avoid him like the plague. But everybody in his neighborhood is much like, is like, keeps going like, Hey, Otto, how are you doing? And yeah. really are like, you're like, there was some warmth here at yeah. some point. This, he's not, this isn't like an Ebenezer Scrooge type tale where you go, Jesus Christ, how did this miserable bastard get to be this way? And literally no one can remember when he wasn't an asshole. Right. You definitely get a feeling from very early on that even though he's a pain in the ass and he's cranky, his neighbors kind of put up with him and kind of keep an eye out for him. And, it, it kind of telegraphs a lot of where this movie is going, but this movie's constantly telegraphing it. And in a way, that's part of the weakness of it, because we know Tom Hanks is great at projecting likability, and it's set up that the neighbors don't hate him. They just kind of put up with him. Yeah, they kind of almost are, they like, laugh a little bit, like, chuckle when he's, yeah. like, being, like, a ridiculously grumpy. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so the transformation to the kinder, gentler Otto really isn't that much of a stretch. No, it's not a surprise. They should have cast Tommy Lee Jones or someone who like that been... who was just hateable <laughs> and just gruff he's and unlikable. capable of becoming likable, but in a realistic way. But, yeah, the I don't see is... I, Tommy Lee Jones being likable in a realistic way is not a sentence that you put together. <laughs> but the thing, the thing is here is that Tom Hanks... As Tom Hanks, the likable Tom Hanks is constantly bursting at the seams to get out here in every single scene, even from the beginning. You're like, okay, they, it's a struggle because they don't want you to hate this guy at any point. And they're smart in early on revealing the whole, like, yes, his wife died. And that basically he's trying a series of ways to kill himself that keep failing, uh, because he just wants to be with his wife again. There's, he doesn't see any reason to be alive. He's emotionally shut off. You know, he doesn't have kids. He doesn't have, you know, he's just retired from a job where no one really seems particularly sad to see him go. No. Because you know he was a pain in the ass to work with yeah, as well. You get the, he's a pain in the ass and they all kind of like, okay, but he was also very good at his job. Yes. You know, so it's like one of those like, all right, so he he, he was a mainstay at this company, but it's time for you to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, everyone like is relieved. Yeah, his retirement screaming. party, they immediately like cut into the face of the picture. <laughs> right. They're just like, uh, on who the gives cake. a fuck yeah. about this dude? And uh, the way, yeah, the way he is, it's just, it's like up, except instead of... Yes. Using the balloons to get away, he uses it to try to hang himself. But everything <laughs> everything changes when a new How family... How many balloons would it take to hang yourself? <laughs> I'm genuinely I'll, curious. Well, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, like, doing by up math. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so a new family moves into the neighborhood uh, that he's immediately annoyed by. The, a uh, Spanish-speaking family, uh, Marisol, played by Mariana Trevino, who apparently is quite the big musical actress. Really? Uh, yeah, like, I'm not familiar with her, but she's good in this. Um, and And her husband who is basically just a nitwit and has, doesn't have much to do, <laughs> yes. but they've got two kids and she's very pregnant. And, you know, he gets annoyed because he sees them trying to back up a U-Haul. Uh, and he's, he, the husband's just incapable of doing it. And finally he's like, get the fuck out of the car. Yeah. And just does it perfectly the first time. And their whole take on everything is like, no matter what he says or does, they're just like, well, that was so kind of you. It's like, he'll, because the thing is, is that he can't help himself, but do things for people. Even if he's, bitching about it the whole yes, time that that is very much <laughs> you sense immediately that underneath the gruffness there is a decent guy down there who 
likes to help people. And not or, very well buried, to be fair. Not that no. well buried. And, and mainly it doesn't take a lot people. for him to help somebody. <laughs> yeah, he, he's one of those guys, like, he just wants to kill himself, but he's like, oh god, I can't watch somebody doing something badly. I gotta yeah, fix this. Exactly. Well, it's like Ben in, in Parks and Rec. He's like, I don't have time to tell you how wrong you are, but I'm going to because it's gonna bother me if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the family is basically just keeps knocking on his door and they're bringing him like really good food and, and like keep needing help because the husband, as I said, is kind of a, you know, a well-meaning idiot. He's a <laughs> Yeah. And the wife is not, is a very nice, smart person, but she's very Latino. She's very vivacious. She's very vivacious. She's very like, Oh, I don't take shit from anybody, but she also gets a read on him so fast. Yeah. Like she knows exactly what she's dealing with in a way that. I feel like as one of the stumbling points of this film early on, that you have to realize what you're in for. This is just a happy little fantasy. This yes. is not a film based on like trying to make you feel like anyone in this movie is a real person. Right. No, no pregnant for Latina, no pregnant <laughs> Latina woman is going to let some grumpy old white dude babysit her two children <laughs> after only having known him a week. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. But they're like, hey, can we, you know, we, the kid's on the way. It's the last time me and the husband can get away for a little while. Can you watch the kids? And of course he's going to fall in love with the kids. And of course they're going to fall in love with him. And this is a very, like, you know, left-wing feel-good movie. Like, there's a character in here who is a trans person. And, of course, his response immediately is just like... It's stupid that anybody's judging you on that. Whatever. You know, your parents are idiots, but everybody's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Like they, they make sure to put that in there. There's just a lot of like, like he cultural, there's never any take at all on him feeling like, Oh, something I don't like about this. Latino couples because they don't speak the same language as well as I do, or they're from another country, that none of that shit phases him at all. He's not that kind of asshole. Right. He's, he's the asshole who's just an asshole because he wants everyone to leave him the fuck alone. And, and his yeah. best friend, and they make a point, his best friend of both him and his his deceased wife, or the black couple next door. I mean, Otto's a little too good to be true. I, yeah. I did want him to come around to these people, but I kind of wanted to see him learn something yeah and and, but you know i struggle with this because i feel like the character could have been more nuanced but i also know not everybody's complicated otto isn't complicated he's just sad and he just needs something to do and people to help to give him a sense of purpose again that he lost when his wife passed away and when he retired and he's just a skilled man who's good at helping others and he doesn't have any way to do or any way to use that. He just doesn't see a path towards helping himself. He doesn't yeah. see a future for himself because why? Everybody's stupid. The only person who really that, that he cared about is dead. His old best friend is now like paralyzed and yeah. incapable of communication on any level. And even they had had a falling out yeah. beforehand. You know, he's in trying to cut himself off from humanity because he just doesn't want to be alive anymore. And he doesn't even feel sad about that. He's just like, I just want to get this over with. Yeah. Yeah, Cause it's not so much about learning a lesson so much as relearning the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's it's like, it's like the Ebenezer Scrooge thing, but it's like, as if afterwards, tiny Tim still died on him. (laughs) And then, and then he had to relearn the spirit of Christmas kind of thing. That's how his character is really. This reminded me more of something like as good as it gets, but that had the benefit of Jack Nicholson and also being a, a prick. much smarter script, a much smarter script. <laughs> and you buy like, okay, Jack Nicholson is not going to become a warm, fuzzy guy 
quickly. It's going to take a little while to get through his defenses. Whereas Otto, really, you just give him something to do, and he's immediately on it. Well, and the difference also being that even by the end of his goes against, he's still an asshole. Yeah. He's oh, just 100%. an asshole that wants to be a better man, as the famous yes. line goes. Like, he's realized the important thing is to strive to improve yourself to be a better person. And that, you know, that's great. That works in that film. It sounds treacly describing it, but it's not in the film. Here, everything is definitely a little Hallmark Cardi. You know, that's fine if you do it well. And yeah, like I said, it's a very eloquently told Hallmark card or, or inspirational poster. It's just that. And if the original movie is like works much more with the harder, darker side of his personality it's and the more darker nuanced, side of the story. Like Marco was asking about. Yeah. But this is not that movie. This is the movie that you take your grandmother to go see yeah. and your grandmother will be thrilled and you'll probably, despite yourself, cry. I did. I did. Too. I'm like going, <laughs> like, this is very, you know, exactly where it's going. You can see everything it's doing. You can see every string that it's pulling. And yet still, you're like, okay. Because there's a snake in his you, you are. You're, you're getting me. I'm getting Yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, and, you know, inevitably he... Because it's a modern day story and he's old and doesn't like technology. Of course, there's a social media aspect of it yeah. because Otto saves a man. Again, it's the kind of, and, and we were talking about this the other night about, you know, how he is kind of our modern day Jimmy Stewart. There is a moment, a famous moment in, uh, oh my goodness. It's a wonderful uh, life. It's a wonderful life where, you know, George Bailey is standing on the bridge. He's ready to jump off and kill himself. And then, you know, another guy falls into the water. And instead of killing himself, George immediately jumps down to save the guy, right. thus saving himself. The exact same thing here happens where Otto is thinking about jumping into the path of a moving train, but an old guy has a heart attack, falls on the tracks, and he's filmed helping the guy get out. He kind of becomes a media sensation, which is useful because later on there's going to be a kind of a let's save the rec center type subplot. Yeah, yeah he pops yeah. and locks to save yeah. the rec center. You know, it's just not quite that way. That would yeah. awesome. <laughs> it, it's, it out, it's, all of these beats, I felt like I have seen these in lots of because other movies. Have, because you have. Because you have. Honestly, you watch the trailer and you already know what the yeah, story look, is for uh, the most part. We've gotten to the point in Hank's career that he is just full on accepted. Yes, I guess I kind of am today's Jimmy Stewart. And yeah, he totally is. He's America's and sweetheart. Sometimes, yeah. you know, despite like this being ultimately a little shallow, doesn't really matter because so were most of Frank Capra's films, but they're still delightful. Yeah. You know, this is kind of like when he works with somebody who's like, let's just make take advantage of his stewardism and make a Frank Capra movie around him. That's exactly what this it, is. It, the thing is, the movie in, in lesser hands, the movie could be just this cheap, cynical knockoff. But Hanks is at the point of his career. This is the kind of role that he could sleepwalk through. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't. You know, you constantly get the sense that here is a guy who is bringing all of his craft, all of his, that honed charisma he has into what is essentially a fluffy, disposable piece of entertainment. But when he's on screen, which is most of the time, mm. you just absolutely buy into this character. It's hard not to. Like, it's, it, as you said, America's Sweetheart, Hanks is, could do this role in his sleep, but never does. Hanks never does anything in his sleep. He's always giving it his all, even if he doesn't necessarily, even if he's wildly miscast. I'm looking at you again, Elvis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, but he didn't, it wasn't for lack of trying. It was just maybe you tried too hard. Is all I'm saying. Um, this is a, a, a role that you're like, who else would you get to play this role? I mean, yes, I see that. I feel like the, if you went with closer to the original script, using Tom Lee Jones would have been the right call, but 
going here the way they did it here. You're like, yes, obviously it's Tom Hanks in this part. Yeah. Like, who the fuck else? I mean, it may be the reason they changed that they did the script the way they did because they got Hanks before they had even gotten a director or anything it, else. It, it's very, yeah. I mean, look, the, this is a Hanks family joint. I mean, his wife is one of the many producers on it. One of his sons plays the younger version of Otto. Yeah, there's lots of flashbacks to, to throughout his life. No, yeah. and one of the worst I, first dates I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, and also, I think at one point, some guy rolls up, you know, playing some rap music. And I swear to God, it was Chet Hanks' uh, White Boy Summer. So it's like all the Hanks are getting some uh, a, a piece of the action here. But at a time when we're having this Nepo baby conversation... But, you know, it's fucking Tom Hanks. Can you blame him? It's like, yeah, I'm going to bring my kid on to do the movie. He kind of looks like me, and he's going to do a good job. He does. I. It was funny. At first, I'm like, yeah, look at like Tom Hanks. But the more they show him, the more you're like, yeah, you are kind of like a fat, young Tom Hanks. Yeah. He's you know, a little, he's a little, little fat. Little but, but it works right. for the role. Yeah. No, it does. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like, ultimately, I think I was more with this movie than I wasn't. I haven't recently seen the original one, and maybe I'd be more cynical about it if I had. But, uh Everything we're telling you, I feel like if you're hearing us about what this is and yet and us going like, look, realistically, this is just fluff. But there is such a thing as really well done fluff. Yeah. And this is kind of what that is. Like, if you like stuff like The Terminal you'll with Hanks, you're going to like this as well. Yeah, because there's Hallmark fluff and then there's good fluff. And yeah. That's kind of the, what this is. Yeah. I mean, certainly you could have made a much better film. Like oh, that, the, the potential was there, but they chose to go like with a wider audience more than a more narrow, arty audience. And I get it. That's fine. That's fine. You know, that we already have that more narrow audience version with the original Swedish version, which yeah. is much more cynical and a little more harder edged. I'm sure they'll remake it again too. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go to final thoughts. Uh, Spider Mike, let's turn to you for your thoughts today on. K O O U. What is this? What, what like, is this? Announcer voice. voice. What, what, what is it that you're doing? <laughs> well, Aruga. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know yeah. why on this. Or yeah, I was like, why this? Really, it doesn't make really. any sense. I don't remember that happening at all. Listen but, uh, to W O T T O. I assume based on one specific part, but that's so I, I, maybe, on the nose. Maybe it's I weird. Like, I just rewatched Reservoir Dogs the other day because it came out in 4K, so I should do it more like this. <laughs> Welcome to the sounds of the 70s here with K O. Seventies never died, <laughs> and whoever the next caller will get tickets to see the big truck dong with Big Daddy Bodine. Oh, you watched this recently yourself. <laughs> you know, I listen to that soundtrack a lot too, and it also had the look. It has it Stephen Wright. You can't go wrong. It's who's, pretty great. Who's like the best thing about that is he is. Absolutely the last person anyone would ever, ever hire for an announcement. Worst DJ ever. Oh my god. Well, this this became a completely different review. Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, um, yeah, this is good fluff. There's um I read because we were talking to somebody about this uh right after we watched it about the original Swedish version, and I looked up the Swedish version and there's a lot of there's a lot more it's a lot more domino like effects to his sadness. Where this is more just like one, it's, this is more like a one bad day situation is what, is what this movie feels like. But, um, that's part of why it somewhat works though, because when you look at Tom Hanks, you don't see a man who's, you don't see a man who's like a terrible person kind of thing. You see a man who's just sad. And that's why, that's kind of why it works for me, because the entire time when you watch Otto, he's a curmudgeon, but it's obvious it's not because he wants to be. 
and that's and then the rest of the family are so sweet that it's hard not to also like them a lot. I'm sure some of the other characters feel somewhat shoehorned into his little journey, but um, they're just a shoehorn apparently in the other one <laughs> in some ways, um, as well as probably some really funny kind of in jokes here and there that for some car stuff that I've seen in real life, which I thought was really funny. Um, the music isn't really anything to write about. I assume really to say outside of that one rap song that just keeps popping up. There's a few songs that are like really heartfelt that pop up here and there that I thought were really good. Or Kate Bush. Yeah. And then, um, keep running up that hill, Kate. Or now she's not, she's not running anywhere. She's just taking in residual checks that she never expected. She's getting some money for her woman's work. Exactly. And Truman Hanks and the flashbacks as young Otto, he's fine. He's just kind of, he's more like, look confused as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of his scenes. Yeah, I'm and not sure he's uh, quite up to his other son's acting capacity. No, but, so far yeah. not. Um, and I think Colin Hanks was just probably too old to play young Otto. <laughs> yeah. Plus, doesn't look as much like young Tom Hanks as Truman does. No, Truman looks a lot more like young Tom Hanks. Although I'm surprised they didn't try using Colin for like one of the other flashbacks because it's funny to see them try to de-age actual Tom Hanks, yeah. which was kind of funny. But um, yeah, the actual movie itself, by the time it was done, I was starting to feel a bit of the length because of the fluff. But by the time it was done, like you said, you can't help but be emotional about it. Um, I would have to give it overall with all that stuff. Three out of five Chevys. Marco. I mean, Look, we're talking about a movie that is a remake of a film that was an adaptation of a novel. It seems kind of pointless to discuss originality at this point. You've seen this movie before in bits and pieces here and there. Do I wish it were more original, more nuanced, more perhaps, you know, uh, clever about what it's trying to do? Yeah, sure. But I have to judge the movie by what it's trying to do. And I never once felt like they weren't making the movie they wanted to make. I mean, sometimes you try to make a gourmet meal and you fall short of the mark. And sometimes you just make a comforting uh, can of soup that you heat up in the microwave and serve it with a ham sandwich. And it but hits that's the perfect. Spot. Yeah. It's exactly what you wanted. It's exactly what you needed. That's what this is. This, that's what this has going for it. And it's got Tom Hanks, who is the main reason to watch this. Everybody else just sort of orbits him. And, you know, like, he's just so good at this particular thing that it's hard not to root for the guy. Uh, I, I stand by what I wrote on my comment card, which is this is the kind of movie you take your mom to go see, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I am going to give this 7 out of 10 cats that are standing outside in the cold who are going to get adopted by Tom Hanks and melt an old man's heart, <laughs> because of course it's going to do that. You know, the moment there was a cat, I was just like, God damn it, movie. <laughs> you, 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 it's like you saw me coming and were like, oh shit, we better put a cat in this movie because otherwise, uh, Chris is going to hate it. Like, it's a great uh, cat. Like Chris <laughs> wouldn't let a trans kid sleep on his couch, but he'll adopt a cat. I might. He wouldn't help a Latino family Depends next door. On the trans kid or the Latino family. He'll no. help a trans kid dress like a cat is what he's saying. <laughs> Especially if that cat knows how to prepare chicken con mole. Is it a Latino trans cat? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I think we're all exactly on the same page here. This is if you're 
if you can take this kind of movie, if you're like, I've seen this kind of movies that work for me sometimes, this is probably the type of movie that works for you sometimes on this level. That I get it. I can be as much like, ugh, this fucking triacly manipulative shit. I don't want it. And honestly, some of it's just going to depend on your mood going yeah. into this. But yeah, it's charming. It's Tom Hanks is, you know, as always delivering the goods. He's this is the type of role no one could play better than him. And uh, sure enough, he delivers it. I don't know. I don't have anything to add to what you guys said, quite frankly. I think it's um, – it got me, but I'm also aware of the the fact of how simplistic it all is. Yes, I wish for more, but hey, this is what we got and this is what they were doing. This is exactly what they were aiming for. And in terms of looking at what they were aiming for – they did a really good job, you know? So, uh, I'm going to give it seven and a half out of 10 feet of rope. Mm. <laughs> All of our things. I was so mad because Mike's like, uh, uh, Chevy's. I was like, I was going to go Ford, not Chevy's. <laughs> and then you're like, cats. I was like, that was my next one. Because <laughs> Kiff taking mine. Well, the Chevy is very much a, a Chevy versus Ford is very much conversations I've heard. So many times over the years. Also, I'm just like, look at all that. I was like, yeah, I get it. You're old and you still think those cars are good. They're not and haven't been for a very long time. You should be like the guys in the movie later, like Toyotas and a Volkswagen. You should be like, that's a smart move, man. Yeah, that's that's why they call move. a Ford. Fix or repair daily. 